Welcome to The Spill Podcast. We know you're obsessed with creating your own success in your own way, and you know you've got more. More to earn, more to experience, more to create, and more to give. And you're right. You just need to know some of the pieces and the moves to make. The conversations are real, honest, funny, and hopefully valuable. Away from the filters, the reels, and having to have the perfect script. We believe in opening the door for the next woman, helping guide you with conversations and exceptional guest speakers, spilling truths, tools, and guidance to help you expand your own expression of success. And knowing that when you do, that's when the good stuff the world needs more of happens. Laughs and explicit language are almost always guaranteed. Let's spill. Oh, I'm so excited for this conversation, ladies. Thank you for joining in. Um, I am sitting across from Mariam El Hooli. Hi, Mariam. Hello. How are you? Thank, I'm good. Thank you for joining me on this conversation. Thank you for having me. Really excited. Oh, me too. I um, you know, we spoke last week, and after I got off the phone with you, I actually ran straight to the kitchen where my friend was, and I was like, oh this woman I just spoke to and I just went blah, 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 like a woman crush. Um, and I was like, I can't wait to get this conversation and you out to more women to, I think to, I, I don't know, I feel like there might be a, a kick up the butt, a bit of inspiration, a bit of fire. I think there's going to be a whole mix in this conversation. Um, so let's get into it. Ladies, Mariam is an entrepreneur, multi-passionate entrepreneur, an author, business coach, and get this, mother of five children, and you are changing the world one book at a time, which I love that. Um, before we get into the conversation and let it rip, I actually, I want to go through what we call rapid fire, and it's just a few short questions. Whatever comes to your mind, Mariam, it's just a way for the ladies to get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, describe yourself in just three words. Ambitious, loyal, uh, overachiever. Oh, I can I can feel that about you. <laughs> we might talk about that one after. <laughs> I love it. What's the best compliment you've ever been given? If there was two people like you in this world, things would be a lot different. Oh, wow. Who said that to you? Uh, actually, one person that read my book. Wow. It's a fiction book, but they said that if, I think it was a he. I think he meant that if more people were open-minded and accepting, Absolutely. like the world would be a different place. And I think that stuck with me. for It has stuck with me for a long time. Yeah, I've got chills. What a cool thing to hear. Okay, what is the best piece of advice you've been given on your journey? Float, don't swim. Ooh, I like that. Let's yeah. um, remind me. I want to dive into that with you. Um, yeah. If life is a game, what's the number one rule? It's never too late to change. Beautiful. And last thing, what are you reading right now? I know you're an author, so you can plug your book if you want. What are you reading? Um, no, not even my book. I've actually started to read How to Market uh, Without Money. Awesome. Very cool. Yep. Pick that one up, ladies. I feel like a few um, women listening in, even me, that's a really cool read. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Now we get to get into the really cool, juicy stuff. And um, 
you know what, I just want to, I want to open this up and let's see where this conversation goes, because I think you've had so much life experience in your short life so far. Um, You've experienced things that I can't even, I really can't relate to. Uh, And I think that just after having a couple of conversations with you, it's really helped it's built your, your perspective, it's built your resilience, it's built um, a lot of things in you, which I, I see as really incredible assets. So just to give everyone a bit of background, tell us about your journey so far with the important bits, like some of the milestones that have got you to where you are now being this amazing entrepreneur and author and business coach. I'm sure it wasn't always like that, right? No, it wasn't. I don't, I don't even know where to start. I don't want to make this into a melodramatic um, podcast episode. But look, without, I think without getting like into really personal details, if you don't really, not, I don't want to use the word suffer, but if you don't go through things in life, you'll never be able, as I said, to climb, climb the mountain. So I'm the oldest out of 10 kids. We're Australian born. Um, my late father had a mental health illness and also had cancer. So we grew up, um, you know, my mum did her best, but in our communities, mental health isn't spoken about. So our childhood was was good as it could be in the situation it was. Um, I decided for my own choice uh, to get married at 15. And I met my husband overseas and decided my own free will with the devastation of my mother and father um, to move overseas to Lebanon I had my first son when I was 16 and I hadn't finished school. And then later on, I did finish and I'll go into that. Uh, In Lebanon, we witnessed one of the worst wars. Israel and Lebanon got into a mega uh, war. Or to them, it was a mini war. But to me, I had never witnessed anything like it since then. And we were with the Australian, with the help of the Australian government, we were shipped to um, Cyprus, literally by a little tinny or whatever boat it was, Zodiac, whatever it was called. And then we came here to nothing, you know, my parents helped as much as they could, but with, you know, I was 16 or nearly 17 with a child and a husband and there's nine other kids at home. My father's health wasn't so good. So we were everywhere and did everything. And that's a, you know, a very, uh, I think traumatic bit of my life. But then since then I, I went back to uni with having all those kids and did a degree and a few diplomas. And, and as the years passed, we got, Caught up in another two civil wars in Lebanon by pure chance when we want the kids to see family. And that was a separate, I think that was worse than the first one because in a civil war, the person that you were speaking to yesterday has turned your enemy. And mm. I, I couldn't fathom or understand how, how people and neighbours or people that went to school together just suddenly killed each other over political difference. It wasn't, it wasn't anything religious. It was just political differences and, and it was absolutely horrible. So I think that was a big eye opener for me to see humanity is, is, is really, there is no humanity. We don't have any. Um, and then, yeah, and then opened my first or many businesses that failed. Uh, my biggest failure was a, a boutique I had in Melbourne that sold evening wear dresses. And we got a lovely scam out of that one. And, and that, you know, all our life savings went down the drain. And and then just since then, I always battled. I've always never give up. I never had never given up, no, no matter what, you know, wiped the tear away and just stood back up because, you know, with my father's passing at 52, I learned life is so damn short. You don't know if tomorrow is guaranteed. I want to try and jam pack everything I can because I don't know if I'm going to get tomorrow or not. Mm. Yeah, and what a... Um... 
it's easy to say that, you know, it's easy to see that in a quote, see that come on the Facebook scroll or the Instagram scroll, but to have a lived experience, which hits home for exactly that yeah. is a whole different thing. Um, can you tell me more? Okay, I'd love to, um, I want to dive into just that experience that you had, like that civil war experience, that experience where you said you realized there was no humanity. I'm assuming because, you know, that there's hate and there's fear and there's anger and everything that clouds it and is louder than it. What, one, how did you feel when you realized that when you were going through it? And then what did that experience help you want to become? Like, do you think it really set you on a new path of who you want to be in the world? Um, so when we were in, in the Civil War, when, when it was going on, there wasn't much to feel because you're sort of, I, and for some strange reason, I wasn't scared. Like my mom would call me up like, you know, we, I remember one night we were in Tripoli in, in Lebanon. We did, and I had the kids with me. We did not sleep. The entire, the, the entire city didn't sleep from the grenades that had bombed um, onto the, the city. This is the civil war. It was between two sort of, I think there were sex or uh, different political views. And every single human did not sleep that night from from the grenades and I was I wasn't scared but I was just like dumbfounded as to why you're bombing each other's houses you are killing each other's children 90% of you know each other because it's it's so close it's like a street away or two streets away it, it's so close so people are you know they've got family on the other side and it was sides and I think that that what surprised me what what sides you you live in the same damn area like how can you have sides um, and then when the ceasefire would would happen, as if nothing happened, like I, I couldn't comprehend that, you know, a few hours ago, you were just murdering each other and the next second you are all on the same coffee thing, having coffee together. So I think I think that took a long time for me later to realize that, that this was the case and these are not these are not normal humans. I, I, I don't know what they've gone through in their life, but the trauma that they've got is, is just incomprehensible. And And what it made me change, I think, as you get older, your perspective changes. So I, it didn't hit me till many years later, I think. Um, and I think that's helped me with my fiction writing that you you really don't know anything about anyone unless you dive deep into their into their lives, into their minds, you know. And and I always say, oh, in the Olive Tree, the book, I say that, you know, um, looks can be very deceiving, very, very deceiving. And I learned that when I was there, you'd see someone that you think is absolutely religious that has the empire of, of mannerism and ethics. And then two days later, you discover, well, these were the same people that were trying to kill the neighbour a few days ago. So the looks now to me mean absolutely nothing. You learn not to judge. Oh, that is for sure. I guess, like you said, it's it's only with lived experience and with time that we actually um, have wisdom. Yes, yeah. That it actually changes our perspective on things. Hundred percent. Okay. And, and age has nothing to do, by the way, with wisdom. Like you'd meet seven-year-olds that have absolutely no idea or no life experiences, and then you probably meet a twenty-year-old that has has outlived the seven-year-old in, in things that have happened to them. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me more about, um, so when you came back to Australia, when you got back and as much as your family wanted to support you, like you said, I mean, 10 children um, is a lot to support as it is. And your, your father obviously wasn't well and you are a young married couple with a baby. It's like just starting from scratch. Um, what 
tell me about your mindset at that point. Cause I know you stepped into business, but did you step into business straight away? Like has the entrepreneurial gene always been in you? Um, what was it that you seen taking that path? Because a lot of people would see that more risk, right? Like I need to have some capital. When, when, you, some- when you have nothing to lose, Nicole, nothing is a risk. When oh. you don't have anything, I mm. think, and I think that's what gives me the resilience that you've started from nothing. So what's the worst that can happen to you? Nothing plus nothing is equals nothing anyway. And then don't forget age, the younger you are, the more risk taker you are anyway. You don't calculate things. I'm not the same person I am at 33 than I was, um, it's enough. And and now at my age, I've come to know that generational trauma is inherited and generational ignorance is inherited. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, me and my husband speak all the time, had we known like, you know, 17 years ago, we should have bought in this place, we would have been trillionaires by now. But coming from a, literally coming from, a poor, ignorant family that never did business or, or going for this era. So I guess I guess that's where it came from. That I had nothing to lose and and anything, everything to win. I just didn't want to live the way we had grown up and, and paycheck to paycheck. I wanted a better life for me and for my family. So I think I think that's where it stemmed from. Yeah, that's it's so powerful. And again, like you've just got it from a whole different perspective. Can, can you help some people through? Because I think one of the one of the things that is really common is that like, but what if, right? Like, what if I fail? What if I risk it all? And I think oh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fail. But it's not it's not what if. It's you are going to fail. And anyone that tells you otherwise is just kidding you. It doesn't matter where you where, what stage of your business you're gonna start at the start middle where you're gonna scale. Whether you're even a multi millionaire with businesses, there is a stage where something's not gonna work out in one of those the ladder that you're climbing, and you're gonna to have to learn to pivot. And and I've learned the hard way from my own from my own money and tears and sweat that if you are attached to money, it, it just run it literally runs away. You have to, you know, you know. Be, of course, with calculated risk, I'm not saying just throw yourself in the deep end, but calculate your risk and, and try. And after so many failures, you sort of then learn that, okay, well, we have to pivot from early on. You won't make the same mistakes. You make different ones, but not the same ones. And that's the only way you're going to learn and grow. Absolutely. And how do you help people? Like in your experience, I know you work with a lot of people like in business coaching as well. How do you help people let go of perceived comfort and perceived safety? Well, I always tell people if you if you never try, you're never going to know. Just yeah. because someone's had an exceptional outcome with, let's say, a product or a business, it doesn't mean you're going to get the same thing. I read a quote the other day that really stuck to me. If you walk on a path carved by someone else, you'll end up at a destination predestined by them, not by you. So why don't you just do your own thing? Like I always tell people, do your own thing, try. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to lose a bit of that money. But us humans make money. Money doesn't make us. We, we make it, you can remake that money. One year, two years, five years, you can, you know, you're not gonna, you're not spending millions of dollars to open that business. It's a small amount and you, and you just remake it, but you have experience and, and you have so much more to gain. I, I just weigh it up as a scale. The gain is far bigger than, than what I'm gonna lose. Yes, yes, yes. So if I had a champagne in my hand right now, I can't, it's only 20 past 11 here in Croatia, but I would be cheersing you through the Zoom camera. Actually, it's pretty much the first time, but I, I, won't, I won't hit pause and go get a champagne yet. I'll have one after. Um, oh, I love that, Marion. Just so powerful. I just, 
thank you. Thank you for sharing that so clearly and just like, this is just what it is. Weigh it up. We, we just, uh, and you know, I do this as well. Sometimes we make something a bigger issue than what it is because of our perceived fear of it and these made up stories. And then when you make up one story, we're pretty good at it as women as well. It's like, oh, well, let's expand that story. Like like a fiction book, right? You know what the problem is, Nicole? We, we, live, we live the problem before it happens. And when it happens, we live it twice. I do this all the time as well. I live the scenario, the bad scenario in my head. And probably a year later, that scenario is probably going to happen. But then I've lived it twice. So the torment of it, it just kills. And what I've realized speaking to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of women is their failure stems from other people, not per se from them. The family, the friends, the community are ruthless, especially to women. It's like someone's waiting for you on the sideline to fail and just tell you, I told you so. Who are you to open? I got that when I, any any venture I did, and I still do get it, but I had it at the start. I remember months my mom told me, who's going to leave Meyer and David Jones, you know, Australian um, big department store, and buy a, a clay mask off you? It wasn't out of malice, but it, she just couldn't comprehend why would someone leave a big branded name and just come purchase something off you? Like, like it, it, that, that's, that's, and that's on a good day. That's like the best comment you could have gotten. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Um, I want to talk more about your journey of taking that risk, stepping into business, going, well, got nothing to lose because we're at ground zero, basically. So talk to me about, just like talk to us about your biggest learnings from business, like entrepreneurship, what it's done for you, for your life, um, and really why why you feel business matters, especially for women, like the vehicle that it is for us? Well, there's, there's a lot of, to unpack in that question, but for women, let's start with that. If you've got children, but, you know, if you've chosen to have children, if you've chosen to, you know, be a partner and, and want to have the luxury of staying sort of home or as much as you can home, business is your best option to, to be able to spend time with your kids, to your loved ones, without working particular times. Although sometimes in business, you work 24 hours, you feel like you don't switch off. That, that's a con, like you can't, you can't deny that there's so much work in it. But the reward, not just the, the monetary side of it, but the reward of you, you know, accomplishing something in the comfort these days of your own home is so, so substantial. Like I can be you know, doing a, a meeting while on Zoom, while I'm cooking, while I'm cleaning, while I'm, there's this, there's so much, and I don't have to leave my kids. I just find it so much rewarding and, and much easier nowadays with the, with the social media than it was before. So I, I don't think there's a reason why any woman couldn't do a business now and help with the household income, with the prices now in, in this day and age. It's not, it's a very big luxury to have, to be able to be live on one income now. You really do need to. Unheard of. Like not unheard of, sorry, yeah. I shouldn't say that. Common, but a luxury. And I think really we call it a luxury, but it's also a burden. Like it's just it the is. world has changed. It's it's expensive. It's I think you said it when we first chatted. You're like, it's not the 1960s. The woman no. can't just stay home in the lounge or the man or whatever. Like one income isn't working. It's not cutting it right now. Especially when you've got uh, chosen to have a large family, you just cannot exist on one income. It doesn't matter what your partner is going to be working as. It just doesn't work. And then, and I've also found, especially with our ethnic cultures, when women hit their 40s and 50s, because most of us get married younger or they've married younger, the kids are off. They've got nothing to do with themselves. 
they've lost their identity they have no idea and they tell me like what can we do we you know can we go to school can what can we learn at our age what can we open we just feel like that we're useless and and I think especially on e-commerce now you're finding a lot of the older generation come in because they're able to slowly learn and do something meaningful in their lives absolutely yeah it's really um we're so fortunate for so many things mm. in this time as women. Thank you for the women who have gone before us in previous yeah. generations. Like, you know, we can choose to not have babies and be a CEO. Or we could do both. Or we could get married or we could not get married. Or we can open up our phone and Google anything that we want to learn and acquire new skills. And it's a really fortunate time to be able to have access to all of those things. And I, I want to talk about that because there's a difference between, okay, I know it's all there. And I think a lot of women get stuck in maybe I don't know what to do, but that's not true because there's too many how-to steps. The what to do is easy. It's more the mindset stuff. I want you to talk to women because I want to, I want to transfer, Miriam, just your energy and your resilience and just who you are and you're just fire. I just want them to feel that, like speak to the woman who's on this path. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, whether she's stepping into business, she's in that startup phase, talk to her because there's a lot of shit going on in her head. Oh, and, and, it, and it won't it won't be silenced. That shit just gets bigger as you scale up <laughs> or as you go up the stairs. Trust, believe me, believe me, it doesn't get any, but you learn to manage it. I think for the startup phase, the most important thing that I have learned is, and wish I did different was, make sure your product that you choose is going to solve a problem. Don't buy into the bullshit of it must be a passion and you love. That's just crap. If it's going to pay the bills at the start of the way, that's what we're going to do. If we're going to sell black socks and it's solving a problem and that's what the market wants initially to get some cash flow, to pay the bills for us to survive, for, not, for us not to kill each other with our partner and get depression, then that's what we're going to do. Passion comes when we can afford to. When we have time and money, then I look at something that's passionable and that I love. I wasn't passionate about a skincare. It solved my problem and everyone else's problem. Do you think anyone's going to remember me as a legacy from selling a clay mask? Of course not. It's going to go into the bin. But people, my passion is writing. Yes. People may remember me or have a book 10, 20 years down the track that they've got that someone's given them. But no one's going to keep a clay mask that finishes in six weeks and remember the founder of this. I wouldn't care who it is. It solves acne. It helps rosacea. That's it. I think people get, they listen to a lot of gurus and, so proclaimed coaches that have absolutely no idea that then of course and never in their lives spent a cent on Facebook ads that went down the drain and then they come and tell this to ladies who perceive that's the norm it's definitely not so I tell people whatever pays the bill at the start is the job that you're going to do the second thing is the first product that you start with isn't going to be your end product you need the cheapest product that you're going to start with to get build that damn email database because that's your cash cow. That's what's going to make you 10 years down the track with a ton of money. And then you pivot when you get the trust of your audience, when you've got a big email list, then you can choose to do whatever product you want and then, you know, send an email and, you, and your buyers will buy because they trust you, they believe in you, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think, and the third thing, don't trust everyone online. Not everyone's a guru. You're going to be scammed. <laughs> I think I think I we were doing like a calculation. I think we've lost nearly close to half a million dollars in Eve skin just from dud. Yeah, a big amount. We made it and we lost it. That's because of ill experience. Trusting that everyone is exactly as you. If if I said I'm going to do something, I do it. If I said I'm good at something, then I am. 
it doesn't work like that. It's, it's a very crap world that no one really cares. So you have to be your own visual anti. Yeah, there's this skill that's been lost and I need to even practice it more as well, but the skill of discernment. Especially- oh, yeah, I, do. I definitely, I do as well. Totally. Because I'm pretty naive. Like, I'm a pretty good buyer. Like, I'll be like, you can sell me pretty easily. Um, but oh, I'm yeah. Right. Very dull, what are we? And the other thing is you have to, and I've been studying this more, understand bias psychology. I can't tell you. Once you develop into colour psychology, how it affects your bio, once you understand the core emotions, once you understand that people, every single person, every single human, regardless of race, colour, religion, ethnicity, whatever, buys for the same thing. Women buy, men buy for status and women want comfort and, and security. Once you understand the messaging, it becomes so much easier. I wish I had understood. I wish someone told me this at the start instead of trying to, focus on pink packaging and focus on how it looks cute and if I can get the right influencer to come and charge me 15 grand for three stories and I don't make a cent out of them like I I wish I understood that 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 would have propelled me much much quicker and with the less amount of money so not just because everyone is doing that taking that route that you do as well we're not sheep we should think for ourselves Mm, I love that so much. And you know what? What what I really appreciate about what you shared is in at the moment, there's all of this stuff that lacks substance for me. I feel like this online world, like you said, there's gurus and coaches everywhere and one, two, three marketing set magic and all of this. But what most people, and I'll say women as well, because this is who we work with, we're missing the fundamental steps, the immutable laws around business, around, like you said, sales and, and buyer psychology and money beliefs. Like you said, you said at the start of this conversation, what are we inheriting? Like we've already adopted these things that subconsciously are running in the back of our head, but playing out in reality. And we're trying to get, people are trying to get the quick win and the quick fix, but it all falls apart if we don't get these foundational steps and the things that you're talking about. And I think that thing around passion is such a big one because, you know, I say it often, like, you know, we've got this one life. You've got to be living this life the way that you want, but your modality do that your modality it doesn't need to be like you said you don't need the product that is your absolute passion because I have multiple passions right like I I'm very passionate about truffle cheese but you know what oh, yeah I'm not gonna be the person who goes and really creates the truffle cheese for the world like I'm passionate about many things but if we always follow a passion we're always starting something new something new something shiny something shiny I love the just that real advice of it's your modality solve the problems in the world solve the needs of the market get your cash flow up like you said get yourself breathing we call it head above water money if you're below your head above water money you are drowning and you cannot make the right decisions and that's why i said to you float don't swim one of my marketers said to me Tell me um, about this. He, he's my email marketer and just like a mentor and and become and I and on by the way the online friends that I've made are probably closer to me than my own siblings and have helped me out way way more than probably any family ever did. And Pete told me, Marion, you have to learn to float. Why are you swimming for? Just float. And he's right. We I had to to float at the start. Just don't drown. Your your absolute big aim at the start is just don't drown. Break even. Don't drown. Don't worry about swimming. Swimming comes probably years later. We're just going to float. 
Um, and, and and the other thing just came to my mind is don't, and I used to do this, I'm, I'm no longer, thank God, I broke free from this cycle. Don't be emotionally attached to your products. That is a very, very big one. I, when we started out, Eve, if someone would have told me a label or something on the label is wrong, I would, as if they, as if they told me my whole family was bad, as if they insulted me personally. I, I couldn't take, even I'd hire the people to get advice off them. But then when they criticized the brand or wanted me to change something, I'm like, no, 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 I, I did it and I love it. What do you mean it's not good? Like, like, what do you mean? You're telling me that my ideas are not good. Like, once I've learned that, you know, <laughs> this brand is not my child, Mariam, let go of it. Learn that this, you have to be emotionally detached. Now I tell everyone on the team, if we say we're doing a black label and that's what sells, we're doing a black label. Like there is no problem, but yeah. I think it's very hard for some people to, to detach emotionally from their product. Oh, absolutely. Such cool advice. Brilliant. Um, Mariam, thank you. You are just, you. I'm so glad we've connected and we're going to stay connected. Um, even if you think we're not, I'm going to be there. You're not going to be able to get rid of me. I just love No, connecting. no, we definitely are, Nicole. I'm so glad that I, you know, met you online. Hopefully one day we can meet in person. Yes. Um, for the ladies, last word, try and network as much as you can. Say hello to random people. You know, you, you not only in business, but in life, you'll grow so much more. You never know who'll lend you out a helping hand happy to prosper beautiful advice thank you for that last message and can you let the ladies know where they can go and find you and connect with you as well yeah so if you can find me on my website www.mariamalhuli.com uh, on that's on linkedin you can get my book my fictional book the olive tree on instagram at mariam.alhuli and you can follow all the work that i do there Amazing. Mariam, I think you are just incredible and I'm so grateful for you and this conversation and thank you for joining us. I feel like we might be having another one soon. We will. We will. Thank you for having me, Nicole. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with others. Until next time, drink the wine, have a laugh, learn the thing, do the thing and be the woman you know you are. Make sure to stay connected and let's keep the conversations going. Cheers.